case. Did you find which item? Yes, 13. Oh, 13. It's at the bottom, actually. Okay. Can the Planning Commission members take their seats? This is the October 19th Planning Commission meeting. We do have a quorum tonight. The first item of business is public comments. Do we have any public comments? No. No, we have no public comments at this point. Communications, disclosures, and recusals. Do the members have any conflicts on this agenda tonight? I see none. The next item is the minutes of the October 5th meeting. There's one correction that I found. It was on page 5, I believe. Under item 12, the motion, and that was the Williamson Street project. The motion says that it failed, and actually the project was approved. So if there's a motion to approve with that correction, is there a second? So motion by Commissioner Paluski and a second by Commissioner Zellers to approve the minutes. All those in favor? Opposed? Motion carries. The next item of business is the schedule of meetings. The next Planning Commission regular meetings in November are November 2nd and 16th, and the meeting in December is December 7th. We do have a special meeting work session, which is tentatively scheduled for December 10th at 5 p.m. The next item is routine business. We have seven items on routine business, and I'll go through each of them, but I would like to have a motion, if I could, at the end. And if anyone wants separation of those items, then we'll do that. Item number one is Legistar 39984, authorizing the acceptance of a public water main easement from Capital West Town, LLC, for an existing water main facility at 7333 West Town Way. Item number two is Legistar 4079, authorizing the execution of an underground utility line easement to Madison Gas and Electric across a portion of the city water utility well, number 30, at 1133 Moreland Road. Item number three, Legistar 4810, authorizing the termination of an attachment agreement for the Town of Burke property located at 4963 Butman Road. Item number four, which is related to that item, is Legistar 4052, repealing 
uh, section of the uh, Madison General Ordinance to terminate uh, the delayed attachment for property located at 4963 uh, Butman Road in the town of Burke. Uh, item number five is Legistar 4018-1, authorizing the execution of an underground electric easement to Madison Gas and Electric across city-owned property located at 1234 East Washington Avenue. Item six, uh, Legistar 4019-0, authorizing the execution of an underground fiber optic cable easement to Dane County uh, across the portion of uh, Henry Vilas Zoo. And the last item under routine business is item number seven, Legistar 4023-8, determining the public purpose and necessity and adopting a relocation order for the acquisition of land interest required for the construction and maintenance of a new public storm sewer between parcels at 3514 and 3522 Sergeant Street. Um, Are there any questions by the Planning Commission? If none, do we have a motion? A motion by Commissioner Rui. Do I have a second? Uh, second. Second by Alder, uh, uh, Commissioner Carter. All, all those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. The next item of business is new business. Uh, number not Item number eight. It's uh, Legistar 4023-1. It's uh, creating Section 12.138 of the uh, Madison General Ordinance to reduce the commuter park impact and promote the use of off-street parking. Um, would the Planning Commission members like a uh, presentation on this item? Okay. Okay, good. Uh, is uh, Mr. Bill Putnam here from the public, uh, uh, from the parking utility? And okay. come up or just speak from here? Um, yeah. yeah, you can come up here. I'll just turn that one off. Let's see. Is this the mic? Good evening. Uh, the intent of this uh, ordinance change is to reduce the impact of uh, commuter parking and to promote uh, off-street parking where, where possible. Um, currently, some developments, larger developments in the downtown, uh, if they have enough uh, off-street parking spaces available, uh, are granted um, eligibility for the residential permit parking program. Um, but what can happen with that current situation is that there's very little to, for us to control who actually uses those off-street parking spaces. And because of the relatively low cost of the residential permit, uh, which is currently $21 a year, uh, it's an incentive for residents to actually get a permit to park on street and then resell their off-street parking to a commuter. Uh, so the intent of this uh, ordinance change is to kind of eliminate that loophole, if you will, uh, provide uh, permit parking availability for small new developments, uh, three units or less, which have a minimal impact on the general downtown parking. Um, 
but prohibited for the larger developments. Any questions? Yes, we have some questions. Commissioner King. So most of the larger developments we've passed in the recent two years, we've eliminated that loophole through our approval process, correct? I mean, am I remembering that correctly? We normally say that the residents of a building aren't eligible for the on-street parking permit process. So this is sort of like tightening it up and saying we're not going to do that as an exclusion. We're just going to make it the policy. To a degree, and also I think some of the – right now there's an incentive for a developer to put in possibly more parking than is needed on site because the parking utility has kind of used a guideline policy of if there's one off-street parking space provided per dwelling unit or greater, that we don't recommend against that development from having eligibility for the parking. If it's below one off-street parking space per dwelling unit, then we recommend that it is not eligible. But there's sort of been a lot of kind of negotiation when a developer is close to that number, and this would help, I think, simplify that whole process. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Two questions. The first one is related to Alder King's question. So are we closing the barn door after the animals have all left? Well, you know, all of the residential parking areas in the downtown core around the square are oversubscribed, where we have more than one parking permit sold per on-street space available. However, we might be closing the barn door a little late, but there's still a lot of potential additional development the downtown could see. And, for instance, what we're seeing in the Capital East District, and we'd prefer to maintain what we can in terms of parking availability for current residents and not make it even more challenging for people who've been living here for an extended period of time to find parking. Okay. And second, you referenced it briefly in your remarks, and the ordinance references the three units or less. How do we arrive at the three being the threshold? That was kind of an internal staff discussion with some of the planning department staff, traffic engineering staff, and parking staff, and it was just felt that if someone had a smaller, like a three-unit, that it would be often difficult for them to provide off-street parking in a cost-effective way. You know, usually a parcel would be so small that to maximize use of that parcel would not allow for an off-street parking space and felt that the impact from a three-unit or smaller development would be minimal compared to likely what had been there and that we didn't want to sort of penalize the single-family houses or small multi-unit developments. Thank you. Commissioner Rui. Thank you. I like where you're heading on this, and we don't have to deal with this every time we have a development. For three or less, we still have the option of precluding it if we want to? I guess I can't speak to that. 
I think the way we had it written, or the way we stated it, we can't require the landlord to notify, but if we make it a condition, when we have a voice in it, sometimes we don't on the three units, that I think we could put that restriction on there, like we had been on the larger ones. The three units or less usually don't come to us, though. That's true. All that I see in the ordinance just talks about residents of new developments approved for construction after the effective date will only be eligible for participation if the dwelling has three units or less. But if it's a conditional use, we still can put that condition on it if they don't get it. I doubt if they'll come here. That's good. Thank you. I'm glad that's something we won't have to haggle over every time we have a meeting, and I think the planning staff would appreciate it, too. Thank you. Any other questions by the commission? Do we have a motion? Motion by Commissioner Zellers. Do we have a second by Commissioner Rui to move approval? All those in favor? Opposed? Motion carries. Commissioner Poluski voted no. Oh, I'm sorry. Commissioner Heifetz, sorry. It is now 546. We can move on to the public hearing section of the agenda. We have several items on the consent agenda tonight. And the consent agenda includes items that staff believes that the application has had sufficient time for review by city staff and that all the conditions placed on those items by various city departments have been included in the recommendation. The applicant has accepted all those conditions of approval and that there are no individuals that have registered to speak in opposition. On tonight's consent agenda, and also I'll indicate the referral items, I'll read them first and then we can, if there's any separation by the commission members, I'll pull those. We have item number nine, referred indefinitely. Item number 11, referred to November 16th. Item 12 is on the consent. Item 13 is on the consent agenda. Item 14 is referred to November 2nd. Item 15 is referred indefinitely. Item 16, 17, and 18 are also referred indefinitely. Do any of the commission members wish to pull any item off the consent agenda? I see none. On number 13, there was this report from the preservation planner. I'll go back now and open the public hearing and add that condition. Thank you very much. 
Again, the um, item number nine is Legistar 4025-7. Um, that's the approval of an amendment to a project plan for TIF District uh, 25. It's um, uh, referred indefinitely. Um, and I'll open the public hearing for that item, and then I'll read the other items. Uh, item number 11 is Legistar 39826, uh, referred to November 16th. It's consideration of a demolition permit and conditional use to allow the demolition of two commercial buildings and expand parking lot for an existing auto repair shop at 5317 Wayne Terrace. Item number 12 is um, uh, Legistar 39858, consideration of an alteration to an approved conditional use to allow construction of an addition to a mixed-use building at 802 to 854 East Washington Avenue, containing 48 additional apartment units. Uh, item number 13 is Legistar 40040, uh, consideration of a conditional use to allow construction of an accessory building on Lake Parcel at uh, 617 uh, Woodard Drive. And we have an additional condition on that item, uh, which is the um, uh, prior to sign off of this conditional use and issuance of permits, the applicant shall provide evidence that the Wisconsin Historical Society has provided their requested approvals as required by state law. Um, item number 14, Legislature 40042. Uh, is a referral to November 2nd. It's consideration of a demolition permit and conditional use to allow demolition of an office of offices um, in a converted residence and construction of a mixed-use building with 6,500 square feet of commercial space and two apartments at 1906 Monroe Street. Item number 15 is Legislature 3989-4. Uh, uh, referred indefinitely. It's um, uh, creating a section of the Madison General Ordinance to amend the Plan Unit Development District to approve an amended General Development Plan at the property located at uh, 6001 to 6033 Gemini Drive. Item number 16. Um, is referred indefinitely. It's item number 39493, approving a certified survey map of properties owned by the City of Madison and the City of Madison Parking Utility at 2015 20, Martin Luther King Boulevard and, uh, uh, excuse me, 215 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard and 215 South Pinckney Street. Item number 17, Legislature 4013-1. It's referred indefinitely. Uh, it's creating sections of the Madison General Ordinance to change the zoning of property located at 210 and 215 South Pinckney Street. And the last referral item is item number 18. It's referred indefinitely. Legislature 39860. Consideration of a demolition permit to allow demolition of the Government East Parking Garage at 215 South Pinckney Street. 
to facilitate the implementation of the Judge Darrell Square mixed-use planning unit development. Um, I will close the public hearing. Do I have a motion to approve and refer? Excuse me? No. Do I have a second? Um, motion to approve and refer the, the uh, necessary items by Commissioner Rui and a second by Commissioner uh, Zellers. All those in favor? Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. So the consent agenda was approved. So uh, those individuals here for the consent can now depart unless you want to watch the uh, rest of the, the agenda. It's um, uh, the, the next item for public hearing is um, item number 10. It's uh, Legistar uh, 39089. It's uh, uh, revised uh, consideration of a conditional use to allow an auto repair shop at 1313 Regent Street uh, to be converted to a restaurant brew pub and reception hall with outdoor eating and a conditional use uh, parking reduction. Uh, do we have a staff report? Yes. Mr. Tucker. Okay, this is the first time I've done this, so... Forgive me if I miss anything. I don't typically do this for the planners, but Kevin Furkow uh, was feeling a little under the weather, so uh, he asked me to do this. Uh, this property, 1313 Regent Street, is zoned uh, traditional shopping street. What we have is an adaptive reuse of a uh, auto uh, repair facility. They're going to be tearing down the, the little parts building that's on the west side uh, to allow for pass-through for a future or for a proposed parking. The conditional uses being requested are a parking reduction. Uh, it's a very detailed parking reduction. I'm not going to try and recite the exact numbers. They're in the staff report. Um, I do want to provide just a couple of updates to those, uh, to some of those parking numbers, though, before we uh, I finish with my uh, explanation of the project. And they're also requesting a conditional use for an outdoor seating area. It's an outdoor patio and associated with the brew pub to be constructed to the rear. Uh, so for a, uh, a late update, the uh, outdoor seating area at the rear, the architect has provided a graphic that shows uh, 58 uh, people sitting there. We had 48 indicated in the plan, so please note that. Uh, and just for clarification purposes, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about the utilization of the um, reception hall space. As you noted in the staff report, as you probably noted in the staff report, the reception hall space has two capacities available, one with fixed seats and the other where they're able to remove the seats and have it be serving as basically a standing drinking area. And uh, there are some limitations on specific dates where the capacity is allowed to increase to serve for that purpose. And I believe we'll be talking about that. Staff will be able to answer questions when uh, that item comes up. Any questions for staff? Okay. Uh, we'll open the public hearing. We have um, two uh, speakers. We have uh, Rod uh, Ripley at uh, W11579 County Road, 
Lodi, Wisconsin, County Road V, Lodi, Wisconsin. In support, uh, wishing to speak, uh, you have um, three minutes. I'm John Bino. Oh, the next one. Um, you're John. Okay, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, John Bino, um, uh, uh, 612 West Main Street, Madison. Uh, in support, um, you have three minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you for your time this evening. My name is John Bano. I'm with TJK Design Build, and we're the architect and the general contractor for this project. And what we're proposing to do is basically take the foreign car specialist building and convert it into a brew pub. Um, we are requesting, as staff so did so well in their report, is a reduction for the out or actually having some outdoor eating area, which will help to uh, create some business for the facility, knowing that we can't use that outdoor area on football Saturdays, that type of thing, understand. And then we're also asking for a parking reduction just purely because of the amount of space and the amount of required parking uh, for pedestrian or patrons of this facility. Um, staff has been very good to work with on this project. Um, we have gone through many iterations, and I think that we're finally at a point where we're comfortable with everything that's in the staff report and to agree to those items and conditions of approval. Um, really, it's a pretty straightforward project. Don't have a lot of conversation to make on it. Um, we're not doing a lot to the existing structure, uh, just kind of cleaning it up and adding some, I don't want to lose anybody here, some doodads, um, um, some schmaltz, maybe that's a better word to use. Um, <laughs> But uh, that's kind of our approach to it, and that's kind of how we're doing it. If anybody has questions, I'd be happy to take them. Are there any questions by the commission? Uh, I see none. Thank you. Uh, the next speaker is um, Rod Ripley at uh, W11579 County Road V in Lodi, Wisconsin, in support. Hi, my name is Rod Ripley. Uh, I'm managing member of the entity that owns the building and also managing member of a second entity that will operate the brew pub. So one of the keys to uh, this project from our perspective is the banquet room, as Matt uh, just referred to. So having that larger capacity on football Saturdays uh, gives us the opportunity to make the revenue on those key important dates. In addition to football Saturdays, we also talked to staff and, and Alder Eskridge about some other days that we thought would be key where we could have that incremental capacity, and that's Crazy Legs, the high school state championship, and if the UW ever goes back to having concerts at the UW, uh, having those concerts. So those are you know, three to four additional days per year where we would like to operate at the larger capacity. Uh, the rest of the year, that banquet room will, will be operated principally for special events. So, uh, so when you look at this project, it is a very large building. It's over 9,000 square feet, but that banquet room will only be used really for special events and then for those key dates when there is a lot of activity down in the Camp Randall area. And from a parking perspective, uh, this this banquet room on these high-capacity dates won't create an additional need for parking uh, because people are coming to these events irrespective of whether our building is there or not. So I think staff has been very good to us on, on coming up with a solution. So I think that's all that I have, but I'm happy to answer any other questions you may have. Any questions for the speaker? Uh, yes, Commissioner Berger. Hi. 
Um, you mentioned that there wouldn't be additional parking need on, say, football Saturdays when you have that banquet room open, and that makes sense to me. What about the private parties, weddings, other events? Um, yeah, so what we talked about with staff is when we had weddings and some of those events, what we would encourage people to do, um, especially for weddings, let's say that they, they, you know, a lot of weddings, you book uh, a block of rooms at a hotel, we would strongly suggest that they have a shuttle bus that would take people to and from, and that way we avoid that, that parking need for those types of events. And then also, for example, um, high school, well, the high school state tournament, a lot of those people come in on buses as well, drop off the people, and then the bus goes and parks somewhere outside of the area. Okay. So there would be some, on some of the events, there would, there would probably be some need for parking, but on a, on a large majority of them, we think we can manage it with having the, the 19 stalls that we have. Commissioner Carter? Yes, can you show me where your 19 stalls are? And is that green space, lawn, grass? Just okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then the other thing is, you said there be three to four additional special events. Yeah. The other three events were Crazy Legs. Um, that that we wanted the larger capacity for the banquet room. Right. So Crazy Legs and the high school state tournament. So that's the state football tournament that's held at Camp Randall. Okay. And then the other special events really are private parties. Private correct? parties, and, and for those, our capacity is 155. So we go we go from taking the tables and chairs out to essentially a, a, a private party room that would hold up to 155 people. So okay. the parking needs for 155 are, are quite a bit less, and I don't know if Matt has that, but um, it's it's dramatically less than obviously the parking needs for a 450. Person. And then for the private parties, you are going to strongly encourage Correct. them sh um, using a shuttle of some kind to mm -hmm. the location? Right. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Rui. Oh, thank you. Uh, back to the special events. Uh, you said state football tournament. How many days is that? Two. It's only two? I always thought it was three. It's only two. Huh? Yep. They have, I think they have four games on Thursday and three on Friday. There's, there's seven oh. divisions. So I just looked at it today. Specifically, you're, you, you're talking about events related to Camp Randall. Correct. Uh, whether yes. it's Crazy Legs or these two, uh, two football days. Right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Heifetz. Thank you. So along those same lines, so when you talk about state football but not anything uh, high school related at the Cole Center. Right. For the Cole Center, what we talked about with staff is we could use the banquet room, but it would be the 155 seated capacity. So we would have to keep the tables and chairs in for those events. Okay. And we do run shuttle buses to the Cole Center, but I don't think the demand would ever be to the point where we would need that as, and, and, and we're comfortable conceding that as was recommended by staff. Okay, thank you. And the second question uh, to the, the first gentleman, I apologize for not remembering the name. John. What was the component that would not be utilized on football Saturday? You mentioned one spot that you know could not be. Right. The outdoor seating, because of the current zoning rules, um, we cannot have outdoor eating, seating, or, or beer garden areas 
um, on this side of Regent Street. Can you, can you point that out on the diagram, please? So again, this is our outdoor eating area that we would like to have capacity for 56. And this would not be available on football Saturdays or any other event. How would you enforce that on a crowded football Saturday? Well, we, you, you can't have anybody out there. We have enough, there is staff that, that manages this. They would also have to patrol this as well and tell them that they cannot be out there. These doors, you can't lock them, obviously, but um, it's just a self-policing. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll just have to staff that with, with bouncers as, as we do today. So, for example, today you, you can't allow beer to exit uh, our beer garden plus bar. In this case, we would not be able to allow beer to exit the building. So, you know. Today you can have the beer garden so you can carry it in and out. In this case, you could not allow beer or alcohol to leave the building. Okay, thank you. I have a question. You have some very large um, maple trees along Bowen Court. Do you, are you going to be preserving those, or at least some of those, with this uh, development? Or? Yeah. Currently we're proposing to save as many as we can. We are going to have to lose one because of the drive aisle, sure. but the remainder of them we are trying to preserve, yes. Okay, okay. Um, Commissioner Carter. Oops, sorry. Um, what plans do you have for your green area? Oh, you mean future plans? Mm -hmm. Long range, it is our intention to um, develop this to a higher capacity. Part of the reason why we're only coming in right now for the brew pub and 19 parking stalls is because of those crazy billboards that are on top of the building. Um, we cannot do anything with the existing structure above it. We cannot do put apartments. That was part of the hang-up that we were coming up with, um, or some of the hang-ups that we were coming up with with the apartments is uh, creating a CSM because we couldn't have it on the same lot as the um, lot with the billboards on it. Um, long story short, right now we're just having it as a green space. Long term, we're looking to potentially develop that, develop that to a higher use, going up above the existing building, potentially with apartments, creating that area and turning it into um, probably surface parking for the above parking at that time. But that's down the road. That's a seven to ten year plan. Any other questions? Yes, uh, Commissioner Berger. Sorry, I know I already talked, but in the short term, can you just um, give a little more detail about the green space before the development, about what exactly it's going to look like and feel like? Is it going to be grass? Is it going to be flowers? Is it going to be gravel? It is going to be grass. We do not have extensive landscaping called out for in that area. Um, we do not have extensive trees called out for that area, purely because of the future potential use of it. Um, with that being said, if it was a condition of approval with the plan commission, we could look to do some landscaping. But currently it is not proposed to have anything other than, than grassy, seeded area. Commissioner Rui. Thank you. For clarification, that existing area, the entire back area is all blacktop home? It is a mixture of Black blacktop, and gravel, concrete, <laughs> yes. A barren, <laughs> it looks like a barren wasteland. That Pretty I, much. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, I know that uh, the Alder wants to speak, but I'm going to the Planning Commission members first, if that's okay. Uh, Commissioner, Commissioner Zellers. In that uh, grassy area, uh, 
do you have intentions to use that then? At this point, as part of our application, we do not have any plans to use that for any use. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Alder Estridge. Thank you. Just one clarifying question, um, because you brought up some good – my fuzzy? Sorry. It's pretty awful. I apologize. Let's try the one you – yeah, that one. Oh. Thank you. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> Question about the green space, because this came up for me. So would you consider the green space able to be parked on football Saturdays? Has that been considered? No, it is not okay. an area that we would park on football Saturdays. Great. Thank you. Any other questions? Yes, Commissioner Rui. I apologize. Um, how, it appears that you don't have much landscaping planned uh, adjacent to the outdoor seating area. Is there any reason for that, or would you consider adding a little aesthetics along that? Absolutely. Uh, we can certainly do that. I think that it would be nice to put in something. Um, it would be good to sort of define that a little bit, put in some hedgerows, put in possibly a little bit of trellis work, something that we could maybe hang some decorative lights from. Absolutely. But okay. at this point, we did not put any in. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Um, and there's no other speakers, so I'll, I will close the public hearing. Uh, do we have a motion? Commissioner um, Shepard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. move approval. Do we have a second? Commissioner Rui seconds. Um, we have questions. Uh, Commissioner Berger. Sorry, I, I might have missed my shot. I was going to ask a question of the alder. Um, I was okay. he was after public hearing, but maybe it, I should have asked during. Um. Okay. Oh, yes, I forgot the questions for staff. Sorry, I jumped the gun here. So can we um, <laughs> back up? <laughs> I'll, I'll hold that motion for for questions for staff or the alder. So, uh, Commissioner Berger, why don't you ask your question? Okay. I just wanted to, um, to hear from the alder and hear how the neighbors were feeling and um, hear if there was any um, thoughts on the parking situation in particular. No. Oh, let's try the other one. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that, thank you for asking, because that was obviously the number one concern from residents was the parking impact, as well as the impact of just another alcohol selling establishment on Regent Street, quite frankly. Um, and we went through a lot of discussion. This has been before the Alcohol License Review Committee a couple times now. Um, and I think we finally got into a place where we feel like the use is something that can be appropriate to the neighborhood and can be mitigated on those kind of, we know there are certain high traffic days, football. Um, and then in my um, estimation, in the neighborhood's estimation, we wanted to make sure that it just didn't become a big space that could essentially be used as an entertainment venue every Friday and Saturday night. So that was the use that was something we really wanted to prohibit. So I think 
that having these discussions with the applicant and with staff and with myself and the neighborhood leaders, this distinction between private events and the brew pub capacity is something that people are feeling a lot more comfortable about, uh, particularly when it comes to what sort of clientele is going to come to the establishment, where they're going to be coming from, whether or not they're going to be driving, that this kind of different usage can help mitigate those impacts. So right now, I would say that um, from my perspective and from the neighbors' perspectives that I've heard, this is kind of a compromise proposal um, that people are feeling pretty comfortable with. Thank you. Commissioner Rui, do you have questions? Oh. Staff? No. Okay. Commissioner uh, Zellers? Um, yes, I um, have a uh, question for Alder Estridge on this. Um, the applicant mentioned adding uh, crazy legs in two days during the high school state football tournament. And currently, I don't see those listed as being permissible in the conditions. Is that something that um, you and the neighborhood would be comfortable adding? Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, yes, this is something that we've been talking about throughout the day today. It was a use that we had discussed, and we just were trying to figure out how we could put it into the condition language. So I think being specific about those events is something that would be helpful to the neighborhood um, to make sure that we really are focusing on those high-impact Camp Randall events. As far as enforcement, I'll turn to Matt, but he can speak to um, kind of what is an enforceable condition, as you all know. We want to be as specific as possible about what those events are, so I believe that the events that Rod outlined would be appropriate. Okay, thank you. I would like to follow that up, if I could, sure. um, with Matt um, to find out if adding those um, as allowable days would be um, acceptable uh, and enforceable. Uh, yes, but I think there's an easier way to do it, okay. and, and and also a way that looks at sort of the use of the Camp Randall facility as we've seen it over time. And uh, we talked about this a little bit today and thought that the best way to word the condition would be to allow for that capacity, the higher capacity uh, associated with, of course, the home Badger football games and other events open to the public uh, taking place within Camp Randall Stadium. So you would pick up uh, that hockey game that they played a while back, uh, the uh, Crazy Legs spring football game. This uh, there's a there's a, f a football guy retiring. The somebody who's that guy? Barf. Sorry. <laughs> you can tell I don't watch football that much. Uh, and don't I? <laughs> Uh, we think if you if you tie it generally to those types of events, because those types of events are creating that same parking situation that is a, it's a, it's sort of like a, a one-time incident-related uh, uh, occurring in the Camp Randall area. There's a lot of activity, not a lot of on-street parking, but there's some commonality, which is that those events are open to the public, and there's a very limited number of them that are, that occur practically. Uh, I think at most there might be four or five. And even in the future, I'm not sure how the UW is intending to expand the utilization of Camp Randall, but uh, that would uh, kind of treat it like it does, sort of like the, the other football Saturday beer gardens that otherwise get approved too. Okay. Can I can I go sure. back then to the sure. altar again? Is is, is would that be um, 
acceptable then? Because that does open it up a little bit mm -hmm. further, clearly. Um, and does that, would that be acceptable? So it would be in other events open to the public in Camp Randall. I think that's acceptable. Okay. The neighborhood's very well aware of those events. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions by our staff or the older? I see none. So now we have the motion time. Um, Commissioner Shepard, would you like to prepare a motion? Uh, would you move approval with that additional condition that um, was just negotiated? With the additional condition, correct. Do we have a second? Mr. Rui is seconding. Commissioner Rui. Uh, any discussion? Mr. Rui. Uh, Commissioner I, Rui, sorry. Uh, the applicant uh, indicated they'd be willing. I request that uh, some additional landscaping be provided around the uh, outdoor seating area. As part of the motion. Is that a friendly amendment? People feel it's a f friendly. So all those in favor of the motion with the uh, two um, amendments? Okay. It's suggested that the landscaping uh, plan should be approved by city staff. Is that acceptable? Thank you very much. Um, so we have a motion with the two uh, uh, amendments. All those in favor? Oppose? Motion carries. The uh, next item on the yes, Commissioner Rui. Something I should have said, but I thought this is a great reuse of an existing building as opposed to tearing it down and building something new. I, I like, I appreciated the reuse. So thank you. Good. Thank you. Okay, the last item, the last items on this agenda are items number 19, Legistar 4013-2, uh, uh, creating sections of the um, uh, Madison General Ordinances to change the zoning of properties located at 10,202 to 10,304 Valley View Road uh, from temporary agriculture to suburban residential in uh, parks and recreation. And uh, we'll do uh, the, the next item because they're combined. Item number 20, uh, Legislature 39831, approving the preliminary plat of uh, Bridalwood on property addressed at 10,202 and 10,304 Valley View Road. We have um, one registrant. Uh, well, first of all, have a uh, staff presentation on this item. Uh, Mr. Parks. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chair, members of the commission. Just briefly, uh, Bridalwood is a 139 single-family lot subdivision on the far west side of our fair city, on the north side of Valley View Road, approximately half a mile west of South Point Road, uh, in an area of the Pioneer neighborhood that has emerged over the last 10 years or so uh, with residential uses. Uh, with the exception of the Silicon Prairie Business Park, which the northeasternmost corner of this site abuts, but uh, most of the adjoining land is either planned for or developed with residential uses. 
most of the site will be zoned SRC1, which is a suburban residential consistent one. Our uh, highest typical conventional residential zoning uh, for single-family lots in terms of lot size, etc. So a fairly large lot single-family development with the exception in this case of a planned outlot at the entry of the site from Valley View Road, which will be dedicated to the city for stormwater management purposes and a neighborhood park. Uh, the applicant has been working very carefully with the city engineering division and the parks division on outlot 13. And uh, we're generally in agreement as we believe they are uh, in terms of the size, location, and general uses of that, although there's a condition of approval from the Parks Department that basically will ask to have Outlot 13 split so that the portion that's going to be park will be dedicated for park purposes and the part that will be for stormwater will be dedicated as such. Uh, in general, uh, city staff is supportive of the proposed subdivision. However, we are making some recommendations on the layout of the subdivision that are noted uh, the first 12 conditions of approval uh, I'm sorry 10 conditions of approval enumerated in the plan are conditions that were worked out with the city engineer uh, traffic engineering the parks department planning staff uh, which basically uh, rejigger certain specific elements of the subdivision in a manner that we do not feel will have an impact on the overall number of lots proposed, but that we feel will make the subdivision easier to implement overall while making it better conform to the adopted Pioneer Neighborhood Development Plan. Uh, those include uh, extending Augie Street or Auger Street. We don't know the exact uh, pronunciation of that. Uh, so if we're feeling a little flourish, maybe we'll call it Auger Street. Uh, East-west across the entire site is a 60-foot right-of-way. Uh, instead of Malmquist Road, the way the uh, preliminary plat shows it, uh, we were concerned that the way Malmquist Road and Sugar Maple Lane were proposed to extend, they couldn't be implemented until the, either the adjacent property in the town of Middleton was developed or the applicant acquired off-site interest from the property to create the public connection for those two streets by moving the cross Platte east-west street one block to the north to Augie or OJ street uh, we feel like it makes the project easier to implement and will still achieve the goals of an east-west connection across that portion of the pioneer neighborhood uh, likewise we're asking for saddle street saddle court to be shifted about 80 feet to the east uh, we did provide some uh, staff drawings uh, that we feel illustrate how we think the adjacent properties in the town of Middleton uh, may be subdivided. And uh, by shifting that alignment of Saddle Street uh, just to the east, we feel that it will create a more conducive layout for that property at such time as it develops uh, in the future. There are currently no plans for that for the two properties at 7416 and 7414 Valley View in the town to develop. We're just trying to set the table uh, at such time as they do. Also, we are asking that Copperleaf Lane, which is a north-south street on the far western edge of the plat, be extended one more block further to the south uh, to extend all the way down to Malmquist Road. And with that, we've also asked that a 20-foot opening uh, be created for uh, the park and stormwater outlots uh, that are currently shown as outlot 13 so that basically you'll have a connection along the western edge of the plat. Uh, all the streets will link up and the two parks uh, will link up. We have 
Acer Park, or uh, don't know exactly how we're pronouncing the park that was dedicated in Birchwood Point, but outlot one of the proposed Bridalwood plat is a small addition of that adjacent to Watts Road by bringing copper leaf from Watts Road all the way down to Malmquist and then that providing that 20-foot opening, uh, we feel that that's going to link up those parks nicely. And then lastly, the other significant change that we're proposing is to replace the mid-block pedestrian path that's shown as outlots 10 and 11 uh, of the preliminary plat to convert that instead to a 56-foot wide east-west uh, right-of-way that would extend from the western edge of the plat to Bridalwood Drive uh, to create that mid-block connectivity. Uh, we don't feel that the pedestrian path will have a lot of utility uh, going forward. It certainly doesn't feel to us like it will have much use for the adjacent property when it subdivides. And it's also a path that doesn't really fit well into the city's path maintenance regime. And therefore, uh, we feel that a street would work uh, better there than a path. And so with that and the other conditions that you see in the uh, staff report, uh, we are recommending approval. And I would be happy to answer questions after the public hearing. Thank you. Okay, sure. You kept referring to copper leaf. Did you mean copper kettle? Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I think in the narrative you said copper leaf at once too, so you might want to change that. Okay. I saw that too. Thank you. Um, I'll open the uh, public hearing. Um, we have uh, one individual uh, here tonight in support, available to answer questions. His name is Ron Kloss, uh, 7530 Westward Way, Madison. Uh, representing uh, the developer, Tony Hendricks. Uh, does anyone have any questions for Mr. Kloss? Yeah. Okay. Um, Commissioner Berger, do you have a question? So, um, I, I'm sorry. This is, the, this is our only person who's representing the developer, yes. correct? Okay. Would you like to? For um, yes, I do have a question. Okay. Uh, Mr. Kloss, could you come to the um, podium? I just wanted to ask if you're okay with all the conditions that are in there with staff listed. Staff has done their usual thorough job, and I haven't had a lot of time to review with Tony, but we understand what they're asking for. I think we can resolve any little minor issues with the road alignment and all the other conditions we understand. Uh, we do intend to demo the house. But, of course, Habitat Restore will be through it first, and we'll salvage everything we can. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any other? Commissioner Zellers. I'm not sure if uh, this is for staff or the applicant, but um, it, um, I'm not clear. It talks about uh, area of woodlands that extends through this um, and an area of wetlands. And is are those is that woodlands part of the park or is that being preserved or what's the future for that woodland? There is a wooded area in the northeast corner of the project, and a part of that will be the cul-de-sac that is shown on the plat and referenced by Tim. But the easternmost part of it will remain wooded and uh, part of the stormwater management that's dedicated to the city. 
So what proportion of the woodland is remaining then? I would say it could be approximately 50-50 of woods. The area of the lots, the backyards will be wooded, so I'm assuming a lot of that would be preserved. I would think it would create value for those lots, actually. Correct. We do, too. Yeah. Although that would be up to each individual homeowner. And then what about the wetlands? That is a very small pocket adjacent to Thousand Oaks, which is next door, and that will remain undisturbed. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Carter. Yeah, I have a couple questions. One, is this subdivision going to be in two different jurisdictions? I heard you speak about the town of Middleton. There is a piece of land to the east of this that is still in the town, but this particular project is all attached to Madison. Okay. And then going back to the wetlands, how close is the development to the wetlands? Is there a buffer between what you're building, or you're going to sell lots, but the houses and the wetlands, is there a buffer? There will be a buffer as required by ordinance. Okay. Thank you. Any other commission members have a question? Thank you. I have a question. Are there any questions for city staff? I have one question. The properties to the east and west are in the town. Will those eventually be annexed to the city? Yes. If they're not annexed by October 31, 2042, by the petition of those property owners individually, all of the properties east of Meadow Road, east of Pioneer Road in this general area that are remaining in the town of Middleton will be attached to the city of Madison per our agreement with the town of Middleton from 2003. Okay. Thank you. And that's 2042? 2042. Okay. Or sooner if by request of the property owners. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Carter. I just have a quick question for staff. Can you tell me what the distance for the buffer to the wetlands is? Yeah. It's 30 feet. Condition 14, the first condition from the city engineering division, addresses outlet 2 and the wetland and includes in it a required wetland buffer that will be at least 30 feet. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Seeing none, I'll close the public hearing. Is there a motion? Motion by Commissioner Rui. Is there a second? A second by Commissioner Shepard to approve. Any discussion? All those in favor? Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. The next items on the agenda are Secretary's business by members. Do we have any business by members? Seeing none. Secretary's report. 
Okay. I just want to point out a couple of projects on the November 2nd agenda. The first item is for 1906 Monroe Street. This is in the 13th Aldermanic District. It's a consideration of a demolition permit and conditional use to allow demolition of offices in a con converted residence and construction of a mixed-use building with 6,500 square feet of commercial space and two apartments. Uh, there's also a uh, conditional use on um, 1835 Monroe Street to establish an outdoor cooking um, conditional use for a restaurant. And uh, I want to mention that because this is, um, there are a number of unknown um, outcomes that might be possible with this, they're going to do a test run of the smoker so that people can get a feel for the impact on the area. Um, that test run will occur on Thursday, October 22nd, and uh, planning staff and zoning staff as well as staff from Dane County Public Health will be there to observe the um, impact of the smoker and to get a sense for how that works. Um, the Planning Commission members are uh, welcome to attend that as well, but you need to be very careful of a walking quorum. So if you do plan to attend, um, you'll need to leave if you come upon another Planning Commission member. Um, you, your other option is not to attend, and I think you could also uh, select a volunteer who attends on behalf of the, the Planning Commission if you wanted to do that. But that, Pardon me? The, these are the instructions that I got to relay to you. So I think abundance of caution is the uh, issue. Um, well, I asked about the disposal of the brisket, but I didn't get a clear answer on that. So um, I, I would recommend it. I, Mr. Uh, Commissioner Heifetz has a question. Thank you, Mr. Chair. How is a test run authorized under city ordinance and our processes? This is something that the alder and staff requested of the applicant, and the applicant was uh, amenable to the idea. Okay. That's voluntary. All right. I, I'm finding it a bit unusual. Uh, I'm not certain what to do about that, and I, I don't know that I disagree with trying it, but... I don't know where this boundary of a test run stops, if it's only a smoker or if it's something else that we come across in our in our future here. So there's nothing to vote on, but I think it needs to be thought about, especially since then we're being cautioned against some kind of walking quorum, but yet we should attend to see how it works out. That's a bit inconsistent. You, have the you can relay that to whoever gave you the advice. I think I know who it is, but feel free to relay that. Okay, I will do that. And I, I'll and just I realize that they probably don't care about my concerns here, but I am curious about the authority to do a test run simply by the by the applicant and the alder concurring with that. It's, I would just reiterate it's optional um, for you to attend, and this was optional for the applicant to do this. If you say so. Thank you. Um, any other items on the, the, those uh, meetings? Um, I did want to mention also that uh, there is a demolition permit and conditional use to demolish a single-family residence and construct a new single-family residence exceeding 
10,000 square feet of floor area on a lakefront lot, and that's at 5404 Lake Mendota Drive. And then I just wanted to mention three items on, or four items, excuse me, on the November 16th meeting agenda. Um, it's a, a little unusual to see um, requests for demolition permits with no proposed future use, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about those. One is uh, being recommended by building inspection for um, disrepair. Another is, uh, two others are in um, uh, urban design districts with good zoning and are wonderful opportunity sites. So uh, I just wanted to let you know that those were coming. Okay. Any announcements? Seeing none, do we have a motion to adjourn? Okay. Commissioner Heifetz with a second by Commissioner King. All those in favor? Opposed? Motion carries. <laughs> Thank you all.